You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to On The Way. This is Beth White, your host this morning. I'm the Director for Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship the Archdiocese of Chicago. Thank you for joining us this morning for our show, On The Way. And we are still in the midst of COVID-19 and having to work from home. I am recording from our studio here at the Quigley Center um, in downtown Chicago this morning. And I have with me on the phone, hi, Mike. Hi, how are you? Good. So Mike McKenzie is our Director of Internal Communications for the Archdiocese of Chicago. So Mike has been a busy, very busy person um, in these last two and a half months of trying to communicate internally. So um, Mike, um, how about you share with our listeners a little bit about your role and what it is in the diocese? Sure. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So the Director of Internal Communications role or function at the Archdiocese is still relatively new. Um, You know, it's been about two and a half years almost for me, and in the life of the Church, that's still pretty nascent. (laughs) Um, But I try to help ensure that our nearly 15,000-strong internal audience of all clergy, employees at parishes, schools, agencies, and our pastoral center have the information that they need to do their jobs, their ministries, uh, have opportunities to communicate effectively and efficiently up and down the chain, so to speak, and with each other. So that's one aspect of my role, is kind of creating the tools and the processes so that we can just get on the same page and communicate more effectively as one big family in the Archdiocese. Secondly, I support our Renew My Church uh, journey and the communication efforts there. And then, as you pointed out, uh, the past two months I've been spending a lot of time on communications related to the Church's response to the pandemic and our now emerging reopening efforts in the Archdiocese. So, great. Thank you for saying that. So, I um, I imagine during this time, I know as a staff member um, for the Archdiocese, I do receive weekly updates and different forms of communications. And I imagine that during this time, um, it's as a communications professional, it's absolutely critical for people to have content and have information um, in a timely way, manner, right? So how have things yeah. sort of changed for um, life during this time of a pandemic? Yeah, it's um, it's sped up in many regards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the job of an internal communicator is uh, a little bit art and science. Um, the art of it is trying to balance how much and when, because Uh, Any employee in any organization uh, is always on the receiving end of a lot of information. How much, when should they get it, who is the right sender, Um, you know, those are all decisions that we have to make regularly. When you're in a crisis, though, you know that more frequent communication, uh, clarity of message, simplicity of message is even more important 
because the employee is not just receiving communications from the employer. Yes. Uh, they're receiving information from family, from friends, from news, the 24-hour news cycle, whatever they're kind of plugged into. So there is a lot to cut through and help employees stay focused on what they need to do, their job and their ministry. So definitely a change is frequency. We've increased the frequency of communication, but I think we've done a good job of maybe honing it and making sure it's much more focused and then directing them to an online resource where they can go and get more information when they're ready. So give them kind of the primer and then direct them to our intranet where they can go and get additional details when it's convenient for them and when they've got the time to absorb it. So that's a big piece right there. So we have the intranet, which is gives the uh, priests guidelines. And by the way, to our listeners, um, Mike just got that sort of launched in the fall. Is that right, Mike? Yeah, sort it was of... back in September. <laughs> so timeliness, perfect timing to have right. that all in place. Um, so there's that piece where you're communicating, but you're also working to help um, with the overall communications team to get stuff on our website and things like that, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a team effort. Mm-hmm. It's a total team effort. We've got uh, internal communications, which makes sure that our clergy and our staff members have what they need. And that is, as I'm getting information from them, working with our external communication partners, those who are in public relations, social media, media relations, share the information with the public and with parishioners through our other channels as well. So it's a total team effort, and uh, a lot of, of folks rowing in the same direction. But it's uh, it's definitely increased everybody's busier in the communications world right now but it's uh, it's all for good so when you part of your role too is um, what's beautiful is that because of its internal communications you're also gathering information about what's happening in our parishes and in our communities and in yeah. our social service agencies and things like that you're really um, you're internally grabbing information to share with us to keep to bring hope so what are some of the things that you're seeing happening out there? There is so much, and it's been great. Uh, I think the first week that we went into the stay-at-home order, which is, gosh, is that nine weeks now? Maybe I think 10 it's weeks? 10. 10 weeks, yeah. That's <laughs> well, right, because Friday I'll yeah. be writing the nine week weeks, up, yeah, uh, yeah. the number 10 of our uh, weekly roundup. We started a weekly roundup um, just to give people a sense of, okay, let's summarize what happened this week in terms of any new guidelines, any new rules, any new changes, a look ahead. But then also let's start featuring some stories and examples of hope and joy around the archdiocese from our parishes and our schools. And right off the bat, uh, we had communities in the archdiocese that wasted no small amount of time to rally their troops and then start inspiring witness by reaching out to people. It could have been Uh, assembling volunteers to call everybody on the the parish registry to find out how they're doing, what do they need, what social services can they connect them to, Um, can they just listen, right? Mm -hmm. So pastors marshalling their their parishioner volunteers to do that. There were some uh, parishes that were really leaning in on the youth to do that. So the youth were involved in picking up the phone and calling, uh, you know, fellow parishioners, and that just created a wonderful sense of community for those mm-hmm. parishes, which has helped sustain them as a community through this pandemic. There's been concern by a lot of different faith communities that without the regular touch point of coming together physically you know, for Mass or for service, mm-hmm. then there'd be a little bit of that breaking away from the community. But 
those parishes, those pastors that have really kind of leaned into phone outreach, online outreach from the beginning, they're staying strong, and, and it's been very inspiring. Yeah, we're seeing that, and we're also seeing um, the generosity of um, of donors who or parishioners who are continuing to send in. At first, it was hard because nobody actually knew how to get money to the parish if they didn't have online giving. But we created an online giving portal. Um, and then people started sending checks in. So it's actually been able to help sustain some of the communities. Yeah, that's been important. Um, you know, so many of our parish communities, they do rely on the regular weekly offertory right. of parishioners. And when we don't have masses and we don't have liturgies and people are at home, um, you know, many people aren't familiar with or comfortable with or even know how to donate online. Mm -hmm. So our stewardship and development team did create a universal offertory platform so that parishes that don't have e-giving can have e-giving yep. during this time. And it's been great. Awesome. Parishioners have really stepped up, again, because it's that sense of community. We're in this together. Right. And we also saw, Mike, um, just that some people um, gave beyond so that it could go to other communities as well. Exactly. Um, we really saw that. So we're going to take a break right now, and we're going to come back and continue to talk with Mike McKenzie about the things that are happening in the Archdiocese of Chicago during COVID-19. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. Food pantries, home-delivered meals to seniors, evening-to-go meals for the homeless, financial assistance, counseling, and other services. These are all programs Catholic Charities has been providing for years to people in Cook and Lake Counties. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, we have worked to keep all of these programs going, never turning anyone away. The needs are urgent and they will grow, but we want you to know that we will be here, as we always have been, with food, housing, financial assistance, and ongoing support. Thank you to the many, many donors and partners helping us serve those most in need. We couldn't do it without you. Would you consider joining us too at this historic time? Go to catholiccharities.net to donate and to learn more about our volunteer opportunities. Thank you on behalf of all those we have the privilege to serve. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here.
Welcome back to On The Way. I'm Beth White, your co-host this morning, and I have with me Mike McKenzie, who is the Director of Internal Communications here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. We're just talking a little bit about the ways in which the Archdiocese has um, been communicating with uh, priests and uh, parish staffs and archdiocesan staffs and school communities during this time of uncertainty with all kinds of questions out there and the need for internal communications. So when we left it, we were talking about some of the good news, Mike, that's happening out there. You want to share a few stories with us about some things that you heard being reported back to you? Yeah, absolutely. And there's such great creativity going on right now. I think this is a moment where the Holy Spirit is really kind of stirring up um, some new ways of of reaching out. So, for instance, um, you know, as a a communicator, I'm keen on seeing how people communicate. And it's just been really uh, inspiring to see how some parishes are really leaning into improved communication. So there's a there's a parish actually in St. Charles, St. Patrick Parish, where when you go and visit them, the first thing you see on their website is not only a link to live stream liturgies, but also a weekly resource guide for families. Wow. With very simple and inspiring ways each day to dial into your faith and grow in holiness. Not overwhelming, mm-hmm. but, but they're refreshing that every single week, right? So that's, mm-hmm. that's one thing I'm seeing. I'm seeing some parishes like St. Francis de Sales in Lake Zurich where they're having really wonderfully focused Bible study, so a scripture study called Come Holy Spirit. So in this time as we're approaching Pentecost, uh, Father Dave there is inviting parishioners and anybody else who stumbles across this or gets invited to it to a free Zoom-based scripture study on really understanding the third person of the Trinity. And, you know, these are types of opportunities that you wouldn't normally have seen exist maybe in the parish, or maybe it would have been kind of isolated to the regulars, so to speak. Um, I've seen other parishes where the pastor and maybe parochial vicars from the same parish are gathering together for like a weekly YouTube show. (laughs) Um, You know, another parish has stirring the pot where the pastor and the vicars get together uh, once a week on Saturday and they just record uh, their conversation over dinner and drinks about different things of the life of the church, what's going on in the world. It's a way of just staying connected to the community. Um, some wonderful things happening around music, too. So Father Stephen Bauer uh, at St. Alphonsus Parish, he commissioned a, a really beautiful choral prayer, Active Spiritual Communion, which so many of us oh, are having wow. to, to make right now nice. because we can't receive the Eucharist at Mass, so we're making these acts of spiritual communion. And so... Um, he commissioned this piece, which is now available for everybody to see and participate and use in their spiritual life. It's just beautiful. Uh, the St. Jerome Parish Music Ministry, um, they did a wonderful rendition of uh, Stay With Us, O Lord, which is about the two disciples' journey on the road to Emmaus. Mm. A beautiful choral piece there. And then Mary, Mother of Divine Grace Parish in Westchester, they recently honored our Blessed Mother with a wonderful concert at one of the parishes, one of the churches there, and then shared that with the parish community. And then that spread that goes out. It's a way of evangelizing mm-hmm. and kind of witnessing to our faith. So wonderful, uh, beautiful pieces there. Um, I could go on. There's some great community building that I'm seeing at other parishes. Old St. Mary's Catholic Church, they launched a virtual small faith group called Unemployed Together. Aww. Right? So there's so many people that are economically impacted by what's going on right Right. now. And there are some parishes that have had job ministries, some that haven't. Well, this is a moment where some are stepping forward 
and saying, you know, we're going to create something for our community, and then there are no borders, right? Online, there are no borders to a parish community. Let's invite one, invite all, so they have this unemployed together ministry to help each other, kind of lean on each other, build that network, build those jobs, uh, interviewing skills, resume building skills. That's awesome. There's also, a um, at the arch level, a couple that started a um, um, engaged couple prayer group for those that are kind of going through the uncertainties about their weddings and do they get married? Do they wait? All those kinds of things. It's yeah. It's really, I mean, yeah, it's inspiring to see that. And, uh, and you're right. There are so many people who in this moment, life has taken a major turn. Mm-hmm. So many plans that have to be rescheduled, postponed. Mm-hmm. What do you do? How do you cope with that? How do you internalize that? So the virtual pre-cana, and then for those who have mm-hmm. had to readjust, yeah. I mean, it's a wonderful moment there to, again, build community. Right. And then, you know, as a community of disciples, inspire others. Um, along those lines, Immaculate Conception and St. Joseph Parish, they started this video series where parishioners are uh, showing how they're keeping the faith. So it's parishioner testimonials that they can share with one another, right? So in communications, we talk about user-generated content or peer-to-peer content. This is a place where now parishioners can share, you know, peer-to-peer on how they're growing in faith and what they're doing to kind of maintain their sense of discipleship amidst this crisis. It's really beautiful. That is really beautiful. I I think that working in the Archdiocese, I think we've all sort of been in awe of the way in which the communities have responded of all sizes and shapes. Um, this isn't limited to those that have a lot of resources. Um, some parishes that have way less resources have been way more creative. Yeah. Um, that's what's been very interesting to me to see. And we have a priest who, um, I forget which parish it is, he uh, he sings and plays the guitar. So he's been doing like YouTube videos and sh- sharing or f- Facebook Live and um, letting people, his parishioners, connect with him on that level—that's kind of fun. Absolutely. Finding ways to. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't need to be, you know, elaborate. It doesn't right. need to involve a lot of uh, financial investment. And and one of the great things too is that our parish communities are just chock full of talented individuals, yes. Yes. and the Holy Spirit is calling people forward to share their talents, um, to assist father and, and to assist the staff. And this is a really good moment to kind of breathe some new life into maybe how the, the parish calls those people forward and allows those creative juices to flow. And, uh, and we're seeing parishioners themselves be the ones to help, you know, with maybe the technical aspects mm-hmm. of some of the online outreach or come forward with ideas about how they can build community. And, so, and Mike, important. don't you think also... Um, from a communication standpoint, um, we all have felt that everything's so slick and amazing and that everything needs to be so well, you know, pre-produced and all of that. But in this moment in time, everyone's incredibly forgiving when yeah. the camera, the, the priest over in Italy that accidentally had the different screens. What do you call that? Like on his. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those were fantastic. My kids <laughs> loved them. He accidentally um, put on the animation. Filters. The filters. Right. (laughs) And it went viral. And so there's this forgiving nature of, and when the thing is sideways instead of, Mm -hmm. um, I think we're getting a little more savvy with it now, but um, it's given people permission just to try. To try, to be human, Mm -hmm. um, to know that it's okay that there's going to be missteps, but, you know, people value the effort. They're not looking for perfection. You know, we, we always hear in the business world, let not. 
let perfection not be the enemy of progress, right? Right. People are progressing in their in their willingness and their confidence to step forward and try new things to evangelize and to communicate. And that's what's really beautiful about it. I I've noticed is that people just aren't afraid just to try things um, and just see how it goes. And if it doesn't work, it, nobody is judging it because nobody's been here before. Right. You know, yeah. I love it. And and you know some of the 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 uh, I think the most confident or the most willing are sometimes the younger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Emily's School in Mount Prospect, they did a uh, virtual talent show. Oh, my goodness. On their Facebook page. And so they had students who were sharing their talents. And, and what a wonderful way, again, to build community. But it's giving them a platform to step forward and say, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a shot. Right. And so I think it's always great when we can take a cue from the kids who sometimes are a little less inhibited by the, than the adults are. <laughs> So, Mike, we're, you, you mentioned that you're working on helping with the opening up, that we're going to be um, begin a slow process, as we talked about, of opening up um, our communities. But we're talking about all these things parishes have been doing while we've been closed. Um, we talk about it because we know that this process of opening up will be slow, right? And this has to continue for right. a lot of this work, Right. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are happening right now that just can't come to a screeching halt the moment that a church door opens again. Um, I think there are some things that we have started now that need to continue mm-hmm. because the fruit is already is it's there. We're right. seeing it. And, right. and one of those is, I think, what started very early on is picking up, picking up the phone or shooting the yeah. email and finding out how people are, yeah. right? That has to continue. So, Mike, I have a funny story. I worked um, I worked in a, a different field, and I had some young people working for me that they self-identified as millennials, and they didn't know how to use the phone. And I worked in fundraising, and I said, you have to use the phone. And they said, oh, we just email. I said, no, no, you have to use the phone. You have to talk to people. And I had to teach them how to use the phone, and they were uncomfortable. And I saw an interview with um, a young man saying, I've never really used the phone before, but now I'm like using the phone and calling people. Um, and I didn't know how impactful that could be. And so you're right. It's, I think for older folks that isn't, we're like, of course you use the phone, but it's, it's interesting how much people are enjoying those conversations. Yeah. It's a real human connection. It is. And the, the other, I think another uh, stream of, of work or effort I hope that continues is online engagement. You know, there are many yeah. people who feel very comfortable and secure and maybe taking a step forward in learning about the faith or learning about a faith community online. And that could be through some of the alpha online Mm -hmm. sessions that we've started um, or online prayer groups or book discussions. Mm -hmm. For people who are unfamiliar with the faith or or don't have a whole lot of connections in a parish community, that's low risk for them. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's, it's really easy for them to step into that. And, and dabble, get into that shallow end of the pool, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to continue those things, too. Right, because we don't know when we'll be able to actually gather in larger groups um, at, at, in any way. And so, right. But that isn't the point. The point is that we're seeing some fruit in this of people having that low risk, um, that ability. And we are seeing, you're a part of the Alpha team, you do see the intimacy grow online. Uh, you might not think it would, but it does. It's very it does. interesting. Yeah, and it, like any relationship, mm-hmm. you know, the more time you spend with somebody, whether it's in person or online, face-to-face in a video conference, 
you get comfortable with them, you get familiar with them, you get you share more, and uh, there are bonds that are formed. So it's uh, it's good. It's good to step into this, and it's good to continue it. I think we're going to need to for a while. So if people want to find out more about the stories out there or things, how they can get involved, where are some places that they could go to do that? Uh, a couple places. Um, so definitely our, our main archdiocesan website, mm-hmm. archchicago.org. Right on the homepage, people are going to see some um, larger images to things that are happening now, and that mm-hmm. could be uh, different prayer groups, different opportunities we have there for uh, online liturgy. But then there's a drop-down under News and Events where you'll find a coronavirus page. And on that coronavirus page, you'll find uh, additional resources of what's taking place now during uh, this particular crisis. You'll also find right. some of the reopening effort information and materials there, too, which we can talk about. Um, and then also there is, as your listeners are probably familiar with, um, is the Parish Vitality Admission website as well, mm-hmm. which has a dedicated uh, COVID-19 resources uh, page with a plethora of prayer resources, online events to check out, and we have, different, we have different resources and opportunities for people who speak uh, Spanish. Um, you know, we're mm-hmm. growing the, the list of resources for those who speak Polish, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we're an inclusive family. We want to make sure that everybody in the Archdiocese can plug into that. So checking those two out, the Archdiocesan homepage and the Parish Vitality and Mission webpage and the coronavirus resources, I think are great ways to dial into all the ways people can learn about what's happening right now and where they can find a place in it. And if they have something really exciting going on in their parish that they want to share, is there an email or a yes. place? Yeah, so, you know, you can definitely send it into archlink at archchicago.org. It's all one word, archlink at archchicago.org. Um, and then, you know, share it with your uh, pastoral team. Make sure that uh, your pastor is kind of raising up awareness and celebrating what's going on in the parish community. Um, And make sure you're posting to your own parish's social media, because we've got staff that are plugged into parish life. And if they're picking up on the really good things that you're sharing on social media, I'll find out about it, and then I can amplify it throughout the Archdiocese. Yeah, that's exciting. And, I mean, we didn't mention this, but there is an incredible um, large number of people also, um, you know, making sure that people have masks and giving out food and in all the ways that Catholic Charities and all the different parishes help with that social need outreach. Absolutely. Um, And so, you know, that's what's sort of beautiful about our church is how large it is and, and the resources that we can bring to bear to help do yeah. something like this. I know parishes like St. Sabina has, have mm-hmm. delivered in, you know, an incredible number of box lunches yeah. to first responders. Uh, recently, um, we, we, we were talking about St. Teresa in Palatine and the Knights of Columbus doing a water bottle drive. Yeah. So, I mean, that's happening all over, and yep. it's wonderful. It's, uh, the stories are amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so if we don't have much time, so just um, how would people just keep up to date on the opening? I mean, it's a complex sort of phased-in process. Um, so just top line, how do, they, how do they get to know when they can, you know, sort of engage with their parish community? Sure. That's definitely going to be a parish-by-parish parish right. situation. Yeah. Um, not every parish is going to step forward on the same timeline. Yep. In the Archdiocese of Chicago, yesterday and today, we've been hosting some training webinars uh, for clergy and parish staff and reopening teams that pastors are forming. 
And we know that in the archdiocese, you know, the soonest that doors are going to open for any of the smaller sacramental celebrations is the 23rd. But there may be parishes who aren't quite ready yet because the pastor really does need to have uh, a team around him Mm -hmm. that are going to be able to help lead different volunteer teams and really get prepared with the supplies that they need, understand the new procedures even procedures that have some influence on rituals and rites. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot for people to absorb because we're right. making sure that safety and health and well-being are priority number one right. while we're also reverencing the sacraments and the liturgical norms of our faith. So a lot for any smaller parish, maybe with smaller staff and limited volunteers to help out. So it's going to take some time for some parishes. So your pastor is going to be the person that you're going to hear from about what the timeline looks like and then what's going to happen at each parish. But at an archdiocesan level, you can go to that homepage, archchicago.org, go to the coronavirus page, and you'll see our reopening plan and all the different materials that we're sharing. And so also check out your parish website and just Mm -hmm. see what they're doing. Like you said in the beginning, it's just, um, it's the base, it's uh, funerals, for 10, up to 10 people, uh, weddings for up to 10 people, um, baptisms for up to 10 people, and reconciliation, correct? Is that correct. the first round? Yeah. Um, the first round. And then there's the ability, if the parish can do it, um, they have to be re- certified for this as well, adoration and prayer for up to 10 people in the community at any given time. But there are no masses right now, right? No public masses, no public on, masses. Uh, on daily or Sunday. Yeah, yeah. correct. Right. Yeah. Um, not for 10 people, no one. <laughs> right, right. Um, and we're just, and part of that, Mike, from what we understand too, is just to give, we're neither one of us are an expert in this, is just to give the staffs and the pastor time to transition into all of the stuff that they need to be able to do, like get rid of all the missilettes and all those kinds of things, right? Correct. There's a lot for them to do. There's a lot for them to, to prepare kind the of space. learn. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And the ushers they're going to need and just to get some practice. So the small things to begin with to enable them um, to sort of ease into what does public worship look like. Right. right. And, I, and I would hope that all of our listeners kind of take this to prayer. Yeah. How is the Holy Spirit calling you to be a volunteer or be of someone of support in the reopening efforts? It'll be important for those that are, are younger than 65, right. those without any underlying conditions, Correct. to really be the ones to step forward. So I encourage everybody to pray on that. Yeah, yeah. And if you're not, if you are in those um, over 65 and have underlying health issues, it's okay mm-hmm. to, um, you know, not to go to Mass, not to be a part of any of that, to continue to pray, do things online, um, and, you know, find other ways to connect, like you said, the spiritual communion and all of that until we can sort of have a process in place, right? Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Prayer warriors are needed. Absolutely. People who are helping behind the scenes, you know, running the online groups, you know, prayer captains, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, everybody's needed. And we're going to talk next with Kathy Walls, and she's going to, we're going to share about grief groups and online prayer um, you can call one eight hundred whatever prayer. Um, so thank you, Mike, so much for your time, and uh, keep up the good work. Thanks you too. God bless. God bless.